Hey everybody, welcome to Growing With Fishes, episode 313. Uh, I know we were originally weren't going to do a show this week, but uh, I ended up staying in the U.S. for an extra week because uh, visas, when you're applying for uh, longer term ones overseas and stuff, sometimes take a little longer than you're hoping for. So uh, thankfully, usually the flights are pretty easy to move around when you're, you're going on those types of flights as well. So um, yeah, such is life. It is what it is. All part of the, all part of the journey. Um, so what we thought we'd do is, so there's been a bunch of crazy stuff going on. Future Cannabis got their stuff knocked off of uh, YouTube. Um, Scotty Real and Dugros got their stuff knocked off of YouTube. Um, so we wanted to bring on one of the best people that we know on this type of topic, uh, Q Grows, and talk about Cannabis and talk about some of the crazy stuff going on and um, some alternatives that are out there for people that are looking for other places to host your content where it isn't going to get taken down you're not going to get harassed you're not going to have to constantly like worry about what you post and, and how you word stuff and all that happy horse shit that we're used to dealing with so um uh, we're going to talk about uh, that today so thanks for joining us q yeah thanks for inviting me I'm, I'm excited to connect with you guys and uh i'm watching the chat too and the live stream so i'm excited to hang out with you guys tonight great uh, i know marty and wes will be here uh with us in a moment uh, let me pull up. I wanted to do a couple of things real quick. If you're in Oklahoma, uh, come out. I'll be speaking tomorrow at 1030 at the Aquaponics Association Conference. Um, there'll be lots of other great talks there tomorrow. Um, we also uh, I wanted to quick uh, let everybody know you can use coupon code AQUAAA to save a few bucks um, on any of our classes. Um, we do have our um, uh, aquaponic cannabis class apmjclass.com it's over seven days of content now um, we have a, i have a bunch more stuff that's gonna i'm gonna edit down while i'm on flights and stuff and, and get that all uploaded over time there uh, uh we have a bunch more content ready to go for that uh, we also have our aquaponic cannabis and living soil uh, pest control course you can find that out thepestclass.com again the coupon code aqua aa uh, to save a couple bucks on that uh, and then we also have our all new class, which is coming next month, the aquaponic mineral and micromaster class. So it's all the different minerals and uh, microbials that you need to understand for drug aquaponic vegetables and just about anything else. So it's, it's not a cannabis focused class. We kind of cover many, many different types of crops. It's much more diverse than some of the other stuff that we've covered. So uh, definitely check it out. Kind of we, we took the original advanced class and kind of broke it out into sections and then just did a lot more content around based around those, those ideas. So I think you guys are really going to like it and you can you can pre-order that already uh, and that class will be available i don't have a set date yet but probably uh around the 14th or 15th of, of next month um so uh yeah um thanks every oh and if you want to find out more for our guests today check out cannabis on youtube um, they have a bunch of awesome content over there they had a great episode yesterday uh, and then they also have uh, cannabis.app uh, cannabis.app listening in audio format um, it's a wonderful social media platform where you can host your videos podcasts um, it's kind of like a you know similar to instagram but a little more friendly you can also do long format videos and it's a little more intuitive and let you do a little bit more um, and they're very welcoming to the cannabis community and uh, mushroom community and many of the other things that are you know traditionally um, very much uh, not shown uh, much love on the other social media platforms so definitely check it out 
Um, I, I have an account on there. You can find me on uh, Boat and Phonics. <laughs> so uh, check it out. Yeah. And they have a, a show every week as well that you guys do, uh, Cannabuzz Live and a whole bunch of other content. So um, thanks yeah. for joining us today. And why don't you tell everybody about um, about the platform? Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks, Steve. Um, yeah, so Cannabuzz, just like Potent Phonics was talking about, um, we're a cannabis social network. Uh, we launched uh, three years ago, a little over three years ago in 2019, um, around 420, 2019. And we actually started um, the kind of idea for Cannabis came out of a moment like this. So the, you know, the week, or sorry, the, the year prior to that, back in 2018, in like April, March of 2018, this same sort of thing happened where Dude Grows and some other channels were hit by YouTube. Um, I think some videos were taken down. I can't remember if their channel was taken down at the time. It might have been. But um, anyways, all this, you know, same BS was happening at the same time back then. And it really annoyed me and I felt like something needed to be done for the cannabis community because it was really important to me to um, to have all these places for people to hang out and share information just like this show. Right. Because um, at the time I was just starting to grow cannabis. And uh, so I was watching everything I could. I was listening to every podcast I could to try to learn and how to uh, to, to become a better grower. So, um, you know, fast forward later that year, I met JR Token, who's become a friend of mine. Um, we met through the Dude Grow Show and, and at the Emerald Cup in Santa Rosa, California. And um, we basically formed Cannabuzz a little bit after that and launched Cannabuzz in 2019. And we've been really fortunate enough to build a community of over 150,000 people over the last few years. And uh, we've got a lot of great groups for people to hang out and talk about all their different interests, whether it's growing or aquaponics or um, people talk about, we have an anime group, you know, we have all kinds of different groups for people to talk about stuff and share videos and photos and all that kind of stuff. And then we've been now doing these weekly live streams um, in the app. And then we post the videos on our YouTube at youtube.com slash cannabis. So just yesterday we interviewed Tiki Madman and, and Brad from Raw Genetics and got to talk all about breeding and all kinds of interesting stuff. Um, but yeah, you know, the, the topic of the week was the Do Grow show just got taken down um, a couple days ago, I guess yesterday, right? Or two days ago. And then I didn't know about the future cannabis project running into issues. That's really, um, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, yeah, it's it's super frustrating, the kind of the current state of things, because, you know, we continue to see uh, states legalize cannabis here in the U.S., even relatively conservative states like Oklahoma, right, Where, and all these other places like, you know, that are legalizing, it's no longer like a West Coast hippie thing or whatever to legalize weed. And so it just seems like it's becoming less and less of an issue um, in the US, but we still run into issues with social media not allowing cannabis content. And that's um, an issue that we know well, like when you're deep in the cannabis scene, but it's not very well known like outside of the cannabis scene. And even sometimes when you go to a dispenser and you talk about, oh yeah, like shit gets taken down, sometimes you'll get the reaction like it does, um, you know, because it's so confusing because you'll have whole cannabis channels and, you know, full cannabis uh, Instagram accounts that 
you know, obviously exist and are able to post their stuff, but you know, eventually something happens and then all of a sudden your channel disappears or all of a sudden your account gets deleted. Um, so yeah, it's a weird time. Um, it's a, it's a weird time and, um, I'm glad to, um, hang out with you guys tonight and kind of talk about it and, um, kind of hear what, what's going on out there. Awesome. Yeah. Um, for anyone who doesn't know last week, future cannabis got knocked off for a week. They just got their channel back a day or two ago. Um, and that was over some like two or three year old video, like something completely ridiculous, nothing recent or anything. So it, it's really frustrating and almost just like, uh, uh, it makes it hard to be a content producer and not know when or what you're going to say wrong. And, and, you know, and it changes all the time, which is ridiculous. There's no warning and um, it can screw up your whole, your whole livelihood, you know, depending on what it is that you do for a living. So, um, you know, and also, you know, not to mention just, Hey, your, your whole community is used to finding you in a single space. It's one of the reasons why it's important to kind of diversify. And especially if you're doing video content, do audio content ver versions of it too, it's just so that people can find you. Yeah. Totally. Someone else. Yeah. There's some funny stuff in chat. I, I won't mention. <laughs> yeah. You can always go to uh, OnlyFans, <laughs> like someone was saying. Um, yeah. No. Like. Yeah. It's it's totally. You know, whether you're a business or well, especially if you're a business. Let's just put it that way. If you're in the cannabis space and you're trying to kind of build a livelihood off of this. Uh, or in this industry, I should say, um, it's it's really important to have those different channels that you own. So like start a website or maybe start an email list or something like that, where you can at least collect a way to get in touch with people, uh, get in touch with your customers when uh, when you need to, because um, you never know when all of a sudden, yeah, like we were saying, YouTube or Instagram will just delete your stuff. and um, and sometimes you get flagged for like ridiculous things. Like when cannabis, we had uh, like 18 or 19,000 followers on Instagram and our account got deleted. And um, a lot of times when the stuff was getting flagged in those like final weeks or months or whatever it was, it was getting flagged for like bullying content or something like that, or like graphic nudity and, and stuff like that. So it's just like, sometimes you're getting flagged for things that make no sense at all. And that's where, you know, some people often in those sorts of situations tend to believe that it's other people flagging their accounts. And so maybe you're getting like brigaded by haters, basically, that are like flagging you as nudity or bullying or whatever. Um, that's what I was just talking to Brad from Raw Genetics. He was saying that that's what some people do is they'll flag you as like bullying or graphic nudity because there's no way to appeal those flags, I guess, on Instagram. So uh, weird uh, I stuff. know what the number of reports is and all that. Well, if you if you're in the know, there's lots of different different things, but there's like a set number of reports too, which I won't say just so I don't make the problem worse. But uh, <laughs> if you hit that and within a short period of time, it's pretty hard to do much about it. So, uh, and then you got to go through the whole appeals process and it's a pain in yeah. the ass, and it's just a, it, it sucks. Um, so you don't have to deal with any of that. In fact, I have many of my episodes up on, uh, uh, cannabis as well. I know cool. I always upload those when, especially on su Sundays when we have a little extra time, a little, a little less nice. so during the growth season, but during winter, especially, uh, I get them up there. So definitely check that out. And, um, again, a great place if you're looking to post your stuff and you want to have a place where it's just not going to get, you know, disappeared one day. Uh, totally. Um, so what are some of the other cool things, you know, tell us more about the show that you guys are doing. Uh, you guys have had a lot of great guests and I've popped in a couple of times. Yeah, man. Um, so, 
Yeah, like I was saying um, earlier, we we talked to Brad from Raw Genetics and, and Tiki Madman. Yesterday, we did a, like a two-hour live stream with them and talked all about breeding and um they were it was really interesting uh, all kinds of different discussions um that they were able to get into because tiki madman in particular does like a ton of testing so he was talking about um testing for hop latent viroid and all the stuff that he does for that and tissue culturing and all this kind of stuff i had no idea how deep he was into that stuff so that was really cool um, next week we'll be interviewing uh, Ghost Owner. So Ghost Owner, he's a like an influencer on a bunch of different, like every platform basically. Um, so we'll we'll be connecting with him and hearing about that scene, which because most of the time we we talk to growers basically. So I'm really interested in talking to like also a guy who makes videos with like the latest fanciest you know laser bongs and all that kind of stuff, just to hear what that life is like and what that scene is like um but yeah we've also just been doing a lot of grow shows we connected with scotty from dude grows and real growers and talked all about grow dots and recharge and um, we interviewed hobbit feet who won the dude grows cup uh recently so yeah we've had some really cool interviews lately and i've been working with jr jr has especially been working on um booking more people to interview so we we should have more to come um we're usually doing them every Wednesday night, so you can uh, you can bet on that. That's what we've been doing for the last several weeks now. So um, yeah, we hope to see you there. And then we also do like hangouts in the community every Tuesday. We have a Zoom that we open up, and people can just hang out in the Zoom if they want to. Um, that we started that during the pandemic, so that was like especially popular back then when everyone was forced to be at home. Um, and we still kind of kept that tradition going on Tuesday nights. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I use cannabis quite a bit, especially during the grow season when I'm growing and I just use it to, uh, share a ton of grow pictures and videos and, and talk about, um, I like, you know, since it is a community that's just about weed, you can get as nerdy as you want, you know, and not have to worry about, um, worry about that. So I like, you know, we've been, I've been doing videos about, dealing with IPM issues or just, um, you know, whatever gets thrown at me with growing outside in my backyard, you know, whether it's rain and bud rot or caterpillars or whatever. Um, so I really enjoy that where there's a place for people to post videos and we, especially with TikTok and everything that's been reels and everything that's been blowing up in the past couple of years. Sometimes we'll get v people posting videos that they tried to post on TikTok or tried to post on reels that got taken down. Um, Cause you know, on TikTok they'll take you down for like smoking weed or hitting a bong or whatever it is. So um, people will post those videos into cannabis. So that's cool. It's fun to see like people's funny skits and stuff along with, you know, we have a dank memes group and then, like I said, a, a tons of different grow groups and stuff. So you can post all kinds of grow, grow photos and not have to worry about like your bud photo getting flagged or whatever. Yeah. So what, uh, what do you have uh, growing in your garden since we're talking about your, uh, your grow season there? Tell us yeah. What you're yeah, man. Um, so I'm uh, the Q Grows account. Yeah, there's a caterpillar picture right there. Um, so I I found that on um, a strain that I'm growing right now called Raphael, which is uh, from Ross to Jeff. 
it was uh, strawberry fields times blueberry cookies. So um, that's been a lot of fun. Uh, they try to refresh the page that might work that time. No, no, no. Um, it's my end. It's because of the setup I have. It doesn't <laughs> like the the thing. I have to use my VP, VPN. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Um, yeah, so, yeah, no worries. So right. we, yeah, I had, um, I've been growing Raphael uh, by Irie Genetics, and that's been a lot of fun because it stretched a ton and just became this, like, huge plant. I'm growing in um, six gallon, or sorry, six 30-gallon pots with, uh, build a soil craftland nutrients that I've been adding some like worm castings and other stuff too. I'm also been using uh, their build a bloom um, nutrient. Um, like so, been trying a bunch of different kind of organic stuff. Um, that's what I've been really focusing on over the last couple of years in my grow. So along with strawberry field or sorry the, the um, Raphael, I'm also been growing forbidden fruit. Cause I just, that's one of my favorite strains and you can't, I can't find it really anywhere unless it's like in vape form. So, um, I've grown, been growing four different phenos of forbidden fruit and a couple of them were like, especially purple. Um, so that's been a lot of fun to see what they look like and, um, seeing what each different pheno looks totally different from the other one. So that's been kind of cool. And also, like I said, with bud rot, a couple of them had bud rot issues, but the other two haven't. So that's been kind of interesting too, to see the different uh, growth, like the characteristics of them and how some seem to be a little bit better than others. Love the purples on those, those look great. Yeah, man, I I love it. Um, it to me, it kind of smells a little bit like, um, well, for a while, I was kind of comparing it to like grape Skittles, not the strain Skittles, but like the candy. It just kind of smelled a little bit like this grape candy smell. Um, this other one that he's showing on the screen right now is super purple as well. I just um, chopped down a couple of these uh, earlier in the week, um, and so they're drying right now. But um and then a couple of them still need a, like a week or so. But um, yeah, it's been, it was really amazing to see a couple of these were like these couple of these phenos were purple since like the second week of flower, basically. Um, and then a couple of these others have become more purple uh, towards the end of flower. But yeah, this video that you're showing, I'm talking, uh, like I was saying earlier, I like to kind of show the different issues. So I was showing like bud rot issues that I've been having after we got some rains here in California. Yeah, so this photo that you're showing was um I was I was it was fun to see the purple trichomes <laughs> on this on the forbidden fruit. So I was showing some pictures of that. The anthocyanins going up into the trikes there. That's that's sweet. Yeah, you you actually know the science of what's going on. I just I'm, I'm like, duh, purple <laughs> purple trichomes. <laughs> yeah, no, um, that's great. Yeah, no, I I mean I I love growing just like everyone else that's watching loves growing, and so it's just a lot of fun to see what they look like, and um, you know this strain in particular. I love forbidden fruit because it tastes a bit different than a lot of the stuff that I come across. I love the look of it with it being purple. Um, and uh, I also really like the effects. You know, I find it to be really kind of uplifting and help with anxiety and stuff like that. So um, these seeds are from uh, CSI Humble, 
he made S1s, Forbidden Fruit S1s, and he still has some on his site. So if you like what you're seeing, you can still get some a couple packs um, out there. And so, um, and they're they're feminized, um, but I'm having a blast with them. I, I'm going to grow them again, for sure. These are beautiful. For sure, yeah. Look at that. Great. Don't mind the dog in the back. Sorry. <laughs> oh, we didn't hear it. It's all good. Uh, what are you but growing yeah. your next run? Anything you're excited to grow? Uh... Uh, this next time or anything you've grown in the past that you're just like wow man like this is awesome yeah well i grew so a couple of years ago um i grew um doctor who by homegrown natural wonders and that was uh, a strain that after like cutting it down and curing it it was just really nice and so um i scored a couple at least one or two packs of that before od od diesel stopped i think he stopped making it um, so I still have that and I definitely want to come back to that. And then with this forbidden, forbidden fruit, I'm probably going to try to, um, re-veg one of these, uh, one of these strain or one of these phenos. Um, the, I saw a video on, um, Huckleberry Hill farms. He's one of the growers that I really like up in, um, in the humble area. He was showing a video where he was cutting out one of his plants. He was cutting it out of the ground so that he can re-veg it. Have you ever done something like that before, Steve? I've never taken anything from outside that wasn't in a pot, no. I, I would yeah. take a cutting off of it and do it, but I've, I've never dug something up. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was pretty, he says it works. So, because um, I'm growing, all these are in um, 30 gallon pots, so I can't really move it inside. So I'm, might just try to cut one of them out of the pot and see if see if it works because why not because i i have um i have other seeds and so i'm definitely going to grow forbidden fruit again i i really enjoyed it this year and i'm going to bring that back and then um i've been really enjoying Raphael. I, I really enjoy um anything that i've grown from irie genetics has been a lot of fun and it just seems like his stuff has a lot of like vigor and growth gets big um so I, I might um, grow some more of that. I grew his stuff in the bat past. He he had a pack of seeds called Space Force when that was um, a thing. So um, that was a lot of fun that I grew earlier. So I actually, actually can see that pack over here. So I might come to that as well. But, you know, I'm also one of those people that has like several jars of seeds. <laughs> so I, I have a lot of things that I could that I'd love to grow again or would love to get to someday, too. And especially with a lot of the breeders throwing in like random freebies. So I think I have some freebie seeds, too, that are probably mm -hmm. worth growing as well. So I've definitely got a lot of choices ahead of me. It's funny, like back in the day, it was so hard to get good seeds. And then now, like, I think I have 1,200 or 1,100 cultivars now. And I'm just like, I'm never going to grow half of this shit. So I try to yeah. get it out as much as I can, too. Totally. It's kind of funny how that works, eh? <laughs> yeah, What's... no, yeah. Uh, well, what... you know, it... sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, yeah, well, I'm, I'm just thankful that they're they're more obtainable now and um and i guess the biggest thing that i've really learned is just 
to grab it when you can. Like if you really want it, if you really like it, like grab it when you can. Um, cause it's not always going to be around. Like, like, like I was saying earlier, like with Odie deciding, um, that he's not going to grow Dr. Who anymore. Cause he need, he wanted to grow other, you know, new strains. And so I made sure to grab another pack once I heard that, you know, talking to him on a zoom once, cause, um, because you, you probably can't get it anymore. Same thing with Forbidden Fruit. I you can't get that anymore except for CSI Humble. I knew his you know stuff is legit. He's a you know reputable breeder, and so um, it, I was really stoked when I saw those seeds pop online. So um, yeah, I guess I'm just glad that people are making stuff. But I've also learned that you got to get it while you still can. Yeah, especially any of those puck crosses. You see any of those floating around? Snap them up. Those things are amazing. Yeah. Um, any other uh, any other ones that you've grown in the past that you're just like, man, this is this is great, especially up there in the uh, northwestern climate. Um, let's see. I, I you know I would I would really like to find a CBD strain that um that really does well outside and um you know can handle, I guess um bud rot i guess i've seen i just literally just chopped off a top like an hour ago that had some bud rot in it um so you know just finding some kind of more resilient strains like that would be cool i've grown a couple um i grew let's see i grew willie g lebanese um i got that from humboldt seed organization or humboldt seed company i always mix up the two um anyways i grew that a, a couple years ago and that was really cool and then I grew, um, I think it was chocolate tonic CBD. I got that as a clone from Dark Heart Nursery uh, last year. And that I that ended up uh, being really funky. Um, so that was really, that was like one that when you opened up the jar and people smelled it, like it, it made them, um, you know, react to it. And that, that's, you know, as a, I'm a, you know, an amateur grower. I've only been growing for like four years now. So it's really you know it just feels so good when you share your weed with someone else and they say it's good or it smells good or even if it just looks good or whatever um it's really gratifying so those are some of the moments that stand out to me you know the first strain i grew was granddaddy purple um and i grew that from a clone and um that'll definitely those sorts of strains will definitely stand out to me as well i, I grew after that i grew um brandy wine from dungeon vault genetics and that was really really good and i i that's one of those actually that i, I can't find anymore so i wish i could have some find them. Have some. mr green jeans garden i got some of the same uh some of the seeds from the same run that um uh what's his name won the dgc cup from um i'm sorry he was on the show van ripster oh uh, nice took me a minute um i got some of those and then got them from from dungeon vault right then and there and um, I actually gave a bunch of those to Mr. Green Jeans, and he has um, a, a line of, of brandy wines with, that he picked out, you know, a good male and female. Uh, and then he's also got a bunch of crosses with the brandy wine that are wow. like other really good stuff. So check him out. You shoot him a message. Uh, I know he's on Instagram. Yeah. And uh, you can shoot him over at um, Mr. Green Jeans Garden uh, at Gmail. Yeah, I love his uh, YouTube. That's really cool. Well, yeah, no, I love that's a different green jeans. That's the oh, <laughs> green jeans, but, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, 
Yeah, the, well, the Brandywine, um, the, the funniest story I have with that is, um, so uh, I, I'm not originally from the Bay Area. I moved out to the Bay Area like 12 years ago, and um, my mother visited me for the first time. Um, this was like six years ago or, or no, no, a little less than that. But anyways, I grew, um, the Brandywine, I guess it was like four years ago now I grew Brandywine and, um, I gave that to her. And, and so my mom was visiting and she smoked this weed and I, I don't know how, how many years it's been since she smoked weed prior to that. It's probably been like, you know, 20 years or something. And so she, um, did like one hit and like, instantly like fainted basically she like fell backwards directly into me and i had to catch her it was hilarious to me just one hit and she just like it was a knockout and um it was that brandy wine and the brandy wine was one that really just smells really nice and it has a nice taste and it, it stands out from a lot of the other kind of palette that you get these days got a really strong flavor but it's still smooth which is a very hard thing to pull off Oh yeah, totally. You're totally right. I know it's a great cut and and definitely a good one to cross with too. Uh, I know Green Jeans has got at least four lines coming off of that. Um, That's cool. Time. Yeah, Dungeon Vault. I I really appreciated at the time he was like really focusing on Granddaddy Purple because uh, I think he grew with Ken Estes uh, back in the day in the Bay Area. I don't know if it was like up in Richmond or where that was, but um. So he was growing original Granddaddy Purple back in the day, and then he was kind of carrying that forward into a bunch of different stuff at the time when he came out with um, he he was the guy that came out with Grandpa's Breath, and then um, yeah yeah exactly I have some seeds of that left still, um, and then he did a bunch of crosses with it. That's awesome. Um, any other advice uh, before we get too far off topic uh, uh, for people and as far as like navigating the social media insanity? Um, I think at least a little sure. bit that I give is uh, uh, on the social media side or as far as linking guest info and stuff, use social media links or Linktree. Those seem to be pretty in general, not be harassed. You know, I haven't yet to get harassed in seven years. Uh, uh, over that so um, that seems to be the safe way to link to people but um what other great advice do you have sure yeah like i i guess so to i'll try to keep it um you know i guess somewhat brief but i would say you know depending on your goals obviously like if you're just if you just want a place to like post some pictures here and there and it's not something that you're like trying to blow up on um then you know, it might be a little bit different for you. For that, you know, Cannabis would be a great place. Um, oftentimes you can get away with posting a certain number of, or posts or certain kinds of posts on Instagram. Um, and so you can kind of fly under the radar. Um, but if you're really like trying to blow this up and like grow a business or build a following, um, it the main thing I would say is what we were saying a little bit earlier, which is diversifying. So get yourself on a bunch of different channels and a bunch of different platforms. And think about it this way. A lot of these platforms, they are um, a great way to grow, right? So you see people kind of diversifying by, if you're there on Instagram, they've been making reels. So they've been making these vertical videos. Um, there's also people that are trying to take some stuff over to TikTok. 
Um, the issue is with some of these platforms, especially TikTok in particular, they're super strict. Um, you know, with TikTok, it's um, owned by China. Um, so they're not very cool about a lot of stuff. So um, you definitely have to be a little tricky, like people will not smoke on camera and they won't use certain words because um, the software is is looking at what words people are using. So they won't use the word marijuana or cannabis or anything like that. And I've also seen that same sort of behavior now carrying over to YouTube where there's a, a belief now amongst it seems like a lot of the cannabis content creators that youtube is looking at the language that people use and the words that people use and so i've seen some of the um, faster growing cannabis channels they're no longer using the words cannabis and marijuana and all this other stuff um and they're no and so there's like whole lists of words that they wouldn't use on their shows because um it seems like youtube can kind of ding their content. So maybe that content doesn't show up as much. Um, and I've noticed that a little bit on Cannabuzz's YouTube channel. Um, I've, I, I don't, I can't say it for certain, but it does seem like um, if you don't do certain things, it can help. Um, so it's because at first it seemed like it, they were maybe looking at like your titles and your like your descriptions and stuff. And now it seems like they might also be analyzing like the words that people use and, and whatever else. So that's uh, all to say, you know, definitely different or try different platforms, have different channels and push your content out to these different channels um, as a way to grow. And also just to make sure that you have other ways for people to get in touch with you and in a way to follow you. And then of course, you know, there's cannabis social media. Uh, so there's cannabis, obviously um, cannabis at cannabis.app and on the app store. Um, there's also, I should, you know, we can give a shout out to a couple of the other platforms. There's WeedTube, um, which you can host videos on. Um, and there's a couple others out there that are um, exist that people are kind of dabbling on. But I think, you know, it's worth at least trying out a few of those things. Um, you know, we've also seen some, uh, some people are trying out Twitch. I think Pedro, uh, Pedro's Grow has his Twitch that he keeps going on. So I got, I got already kicked off of Twitch once already. We're trying to, have dang, on there, so they that's were crazy cool for a while. And then one day they're just like, nope. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the challenge is like, there's not a whole lot you can do. And then a couple of these companies make it extremely hard to get in touch with them like um you know instagram there's no like human that you can get in touch with and um complain um dogs uh days garden says discord for the win yeah discord has been pretty cool um you know i we we have a discord server do grows as a discord server like discord's been a really great way to connect with people um i I think sometimes people get in trouble with certain things on Discord, but for the most part, they seem pretty chill. Um, so Discord be, can be a great way to especially like connect with friends or connect with like your favorite podcasters or whatever. Those are not negotiating business deals on Discord. They're generally pretty cool. <laughs> Leave it at that. Yeah. There's a lot of good ones. Uh, Dragonfly Earth Medicine is a really good one. Um, Think of a couple other good ones. There was a, uh, uh, what was it? 
One other really interesting one. I'm trying to find it. Oh, here it is. The library, L-I-E-B-U-R-Y. He puts a lot of time in, into uh, building up that as well. Tons of really interesting resources and links to white papers and PDFs and stuff. Uh, and then also on the Growing With Fishes podcast, we actually have a Discord as well. Um, we have a bunch of resources on data tables and I have links to some some drives, uh, Google drives that have immense numbers of uh, a group, uh, you know, books and stuff in there. If you're looking for resources, stuff to download, uh, it's a great place to check it out. Nice. Yeah, I guess I was, I, um, the last one I'll mention is um, I use Reddit a lot for like my other things that I'm interested in, but they also have a fair amount of grow related subreddits. So if you're a, also a Reddit user, you can also find some decent grow subreddits they don't seem to be too cool about smoking stuff uh because uh some of the vape related and like i think dynavap their subreddit got deleted so it seems like if you're dabbling in that stuff they might not be too cool about it but at least the growing side they seem to be okay with at least so far oh yeah we have a, a subreddit as well I don't know. Reddit Reddit got a little crazy during the pandemic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I get yeah, that. Without further getting ourselves in even more flag. <laughs> so, I think we hit a right. new record yesterday on that smoke show. We were talking about all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, for those of you guys <laughs> that don't know, we also have another. Uh, actually, I'll just throw it up real quick since we we organically brought it up. Um, screen here you guys can check us out on wednesdays uh i'm usually on there but sometimes not um the dat smoke show um, we do have it's more of a fun bar type atmosphere kind of bs i get a different cast of characters on each time we've had reader steve on we've had um brendan rust on a bunch uh matthew gates captain 420 jordan river uh, scotty real it's always a good time you never know who's going to show up so Definitely check that out on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Pacific on Dat Smoke Show, D-A-T Smoke Show. So um, what are some of the interesting grow tips and things that you've learned? Uh, you know, you host uh, the, the whole media platform there. What's some of the cool, interesting things that you've seen, uh, you know, come down the, the pipeline and interesting things that people are posting over there? Because I'm sure you see lots of crazy stuff uh, being on a place that allows for more of these types of things. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like, it's cool. It's, you know, We've been in the outdoor season now, you know, we're into September, like the very end of September right now. So, um, you know, it's been a lot of fun to see people's outdoor grows. And right now there's a lot of pictures of people with giant plants, you know, filling up their backyard or whatever it is. And then, you know, we also, it's a lot of fun when we have like the professional grow, uh, the professional growers as well, when they'll post, you know, so you get a whole giant warehouse full of weed or whatever. Uh, or a big grow room full of weed. Um, so that's a lot of fun to, too, to see that. It's just, I, I have a lot of fun that everyone's in the same place, you know, and that they're all posting those sorts of videos. We have, um, or, or pictures, um, we have groups for growers. So like we have one in particular called Growers of All Kinds. So it's supposed to be a place where you could post, you know, anything grow related. And so it's a lot of fun to just kind of go through there and see what people are growing um, and the different styles. because you know, of course, there's a, a million different ways to grow weed. 
So um, it's cool to see different people's techniques. And then also a lot of new growers, like a lot of people, especially as states like legalize and stuff like that, different medical programs come online or, or whatever, like with New York legalizing. Um, there's a lot of like newer growers that are signing up recently or just people that you know smoke a lot of weed and then they just end up hanging out with a bunch of us growers and so they eventually get worn down and start growing weed <laughs> uh, and it's definitely a thing that happens with a lot of folks um so yeah it's cool and then it's also it's been really interesting to see um just like the evolution and equipment you know like one of the hottest vendors right now it seems like is ac infinity with all just the great products that they come out with but of course you know great lights like we interviewed um the co-founder of hlg horticultural lighting group um we interviewed him a couple weeks ago that was a really great interview as well um and so it's really interesting to just see the the latest in leds and just the really dank weed that people are growing um one of my favorite people to follow on Cannabis is JR Token because he's just really good at growing weed and uh, and he's always has just beautiful plants that he's posting. Um, but yeah, I would say just I don't know. It's just really fun to just come across really dank nugs <laughs> um, and just come across that a lot. You know, just have a, a feed of of that if you want. Yeah, JR just went to uh, Canacon the other day. Um, that was in the Denver area, I think. And then he's been growing um, peanut butter pie by Raw Genetics, or from Raw Genetics. J uh, JR mo like primarily grows stuff from Raw. Um, Cherry Paloma is one that he's become especially known for over the last, I'd say, couple of years, it seems like. see um 17 canosaur and chat said ever try a blt i'm not sure what they mean blt is my favorite in the whole wide world are they talking sandwiches or are they talking i'm not sure uh i'm not sure <laughs> i think they might be talking about sandwiches actually that's funny yeah, they are. They're talking about um, fresh tomatoes. Yeah, because the they were talking about tomato varieties. Yeah. Um, he <laughs> says, uh, uh, one of the guys in chat says, I hope you record a few minutes when you're traveling to Thailand. Yeah, we'll definitely have stuff out there. Tentatively, I'm taking off again uh, Wednesday, but we'll see. Again, these things aren't always easy when you're going for a longer term uh, travel and stuff like that. Yeah, so um, I heard about that. I um, from Jr. He mentioned that you were off to Thailand soon. Um, that's pretty. It's pretty amazing. You're just like this dude flying, dropping in, dropping out, like all over the all over the world. You know, it just seems like it was just yesterday that you were in Africa and and uh, doing stuff over there. Oh yeah, I got. Always have people hitting me up from all over, so it's fun. There's a lot of people listen to the show. We have a huge percentage of the of the show is not from the U.S. or or from uh, you know legal areas, so it's always fun to. Uh, in fact, we, I always joke about this. I can pretty much go to like any city now, and within like an hour or two, have a bag of weed. Like within two hours, when I landed in in Zimbabwe, I had really good weed uh, wow. from someone that listens to the show. So 
thanks everybody that listens to the show that hooks me up um, you guys are awesome makes it easier and safer to travel you know you can always know that there's something good there uh, when i get there but uh yeah uh, it just always amazes me even in places that you'd never think uh there's there's people that uh <laughs> listen to you so it's always fun and then i'm sure you get the same thing too with your uh your platform there you know traveling around uh you know bumping into people at all the different conferences so i know you and jr have been to a lot of the different events and things like that and really helping build the community and you know have uh, connecting people in a way that you know people often don't have the opportunity to um totally yeah totally yeah i mean it's there's people with cannabis tattoos now which kind of blows my mind um you know because they we had actually in our first like year or so we had a couple that got married um so it's been pretty cool to see um just the camaraderie and just like you know the the relationships that people build um you know you see a lot of it in things like you know youtube live chats right if we hang out enough and go to the same stream every wednesday or thursday or whatever um you know you end up seeing the same names and becoming friends and so it's been really cool to just be a part of the cannabis community one of my favorite things about it is um all the knowledge sharing you know all these different shows that go on and then you know a lot of us guest on each other's shows and stuff and so it's it's really cool um just all the knowledge sharing because i all these different podcasts that i listen to like every once in a while just like randomly potent ponics pops up it's like oh there's a, like a i'm gonna le- like um you know you're you've been um doing a lot of the uh growcast so i hear you on the growcast every once in a while or he'll jordan will um drop your name and so it's um it's just cool to see all the cross-pollination in the community oh yeah in fact let me pull him up real quick for anyone that doesn't know uh Go check him out. He's a great guy. He puts a lot of time and energy. He also has lots of great courses around. He was on our show last week. Um, check him out. Uh, Jordan River, great dude over at Growcast. He puts a ton of content out there, uh, and he's been doing it for a long time. He actually lives out here in Oklahoma now. He actually came to visit me and liked it so much uh, that he moved down here. So, uh, yeah, it was pretty wild. But, um, yeah, so we hang out quite a bit. We go to mushroom hunting together. Brennan Rust is out here, too, so we always get into trouble together sometimes. In fact, we were hanging out for his birthday last week or the week before, so it's always good times. Very cool. Oh, yeah. Um, I wanted to also mention uh, on that note, if anyone's looking to start their own grow club, I have a couple of example um, uh, slide decks you can download uh, and use for your own grow club over here. I started a new section on my website called Start Your Own Grow Club. Um, And just that I started a grow club down in Duran, Oklahoma. We, I just kind of took the um, decks from that. If you want to use that as a structure to start your own grow club, I want to make a whole set of um, uh, 50, uh, uh, of 12 different courses so that they have like a year's worth for monthly meetings. And, and hopefully, hey, if we can give you the first month's, you know, stuff to cover. First year, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll build out the outline for you. And you can modify it. You adjust stuff for whatever you want to adjust, swap out photos of the stuff that you guys have. I don't care. And just the whole idea is to kind of give you guys a structure to start your own grow clubs and build your own community. So um, definitely go ahead and check that out. You can uh, download any of those, you know, reuse them or whatever. Um, just don't charge people for them, please. That's all I'm asking. Um, you know, this is for grow clubs and, and meetups and stuff like that. I, I don't want people to take this and monetize it. So do you have any take- advice for people, um, like how they could find a venue to do these grow club meetings? Because I know, like, I, it seems like you guys are doing them, like, at grow stores. You're finding grow stores that are cool with that. But, yeah, do you have any advice? 
Yeah, if you can find a gross store that is pretty large, uh, they're always happy to bring in large numbers of people on a regular basis. So they're, they're never going to say no if they have the ability to. Um, you know, so and a lot of them have education spaces, a lot of dispensaries. Uh, and this is the best thing you can put in your dispensary to have at classrooms and education spaces. If you can constantly be that cannabis education space and talking about different things, having people from the community to giving different seminars and things like that, it really can make huge inroads and in, in with parts of the community that you never otherwise would get a chance to, to, to talk to uh, and help break that barrier. The number one enemy of cannabis is lack of education about the, the, the plant, right? And the products that are made from it. So if we can slay that while having education spaces and seminars that are you know available for people um, hookah lounges are really good. We've had a lot of luck with those. Uh, some of the tobacco shops are pretty tolerant of it. Um, but mainly hookah lounges and hydro stores have been the biggest thing. Sometimes you can find like a chill hotel or whatever, let's you use a conference room or something. Uh, you know, just find a place where everyone can smoke before or after that no one's going to get hassled too much. And maybe, maybe you know, so what, you generally will know where those places are in your local community. But, uh, uh, you know, you use your mind with that. I know when I went back home from Philadelphia. We just held it at a bar that a buddy of mine owns, right? So that was pretty yeah. cool. Um, so, you know, if you have a, a, a cool place that's a little chill in your, your, your town or, hey, like, just meet up at a local park, you know, and, and do it before, before dark on a Saturday or something, the first Saturday right. of the month or whatever, and, and do it that way. Like, you can always find a space where people can do it. And, hey, cool, maybe you, you have, like, a... A laptop and you're just showing it out of the back of someone's pickup truck or something or whatever it is you need to do like you, you can find a way to make it the community but um just you know i remember how it was on the east coast there was like three other people on the planet that knew i grew and two of them were you know i was actively involved in grows with so you know there was one other person that we just happened to both figure out because of how much we could answer certain questions and then one day we were just like the two of us were chilling watching a movie he's like so you grow right and i was like maybe <laughs> he's like i do let me show you something and it was after we smoked a couple of pucks of, of um a keef like pressed keef pucks uh, and he goes your tolerance is crazy you must grow like that was how we figured it out back in the day <laughs> so, anyways that was fun so then i then i had a whole other guy that that uh, you know we, we were able to exchange genetics and stuff with but it was really hard to learn a lot of the stuff and youtube's great and all but it's a lot better when you have someone that's dealing with the local pests and environment yeah. and all that stuff you can trade genetics with the local group so build a little local space you know maybe a coffee shop wherever it is it's going to tolerate you to, to give your little talks uh, and, and have a place that you can show people on, on a screen um that's all you need and, and you can work around that but hey the idea is just Here's some kind of a way to get started. You know, let me, let me help you as much as I can kind of take away some of the, the part that can be a bit scary and kind of give you an easy start to finish from a, a yearly growth season. Uh, you know, hopefully it helps yeah. people get started and build community. Totally. Yeah, the, the venue in my town is basically, I kind of figured it out because it was the place that all the hippies like kind of hung out outside of during the farmer's market. <laughs> and I was like, this seems like the cool place. And it turns out, well, yeah, that was the place where they were all smoking weed outside uh, this one tea shop in my town. But no, I appreciate that um, that advice because um, I've actually wanted to start kind of like a grow club type thing or whatever because um, that, like you were just saying, like the online community is great. Obviously, I, I run one with, with um, Cannabis. But being able to connect with people locally 
um obviously in person is just on a whole nother level and it's really cool to just be able to share that excitement that's why you know i like going to those festivals and stuff like that that i can you know the, those ones that i can make um but um yeah if you can find local growers it's even better Oops, sorry i didn't realize I was muted especially if you can find local growers because those seeds are going to be way more valuable it's the first thing i always do when i get into a new market uh, or into an area like when i go over to thailand and africa and stuff like that we might bring genetics with us but we're going to grow a couple of test samples of those but then we're going to try and hybridize our stuff with the local stuff because that stuff's already resistant to the caterpillars and the grasshoppers and the molds and all the other random crap that you're going to deal with in an outdoor setting so you're way better off trying to hybridize some of that stuff, you know, pick your lines out and just pick, keep the traits that that's keeping everything going, especially when you're going to get to bigger scales long-term, you know, a lot of the larger guys are focusing on that. And uh, I know breeder Steve was talking about that when we had him on the show about uh, working on those types of, of line breedings and things like that. So definitely something for people to, to think about. Yeah. I was going to ask um, if you, have any advice on uh, or have you ever um, tried to build that community or that connection on a very local level? And what I mean by that is like your immediate neighbors, because where I, I'm living in North in NorCal and I can basically look over the fence and there are hot plants like there's a guy that's just catty corner from me that has some pretty tall plants. And so I could kind of see him like earlier tonight and I was thinking about just yelling through the backyard, like nice plants or something like that. But I didn't want to blow his cover. So I'll probably figure out something more uh, stealthy. But um, anyways, have you ever have you ever been in that sort of situation where there's like neighbors around, but you don't you get, you don't know each other yet? Oh, you're on mute. Man. I've had that happen a couple of times. You've also had like in Zimbabwe. We had people growing just really bunk ass weed. So we uh, um, just paid them to stop growing. And we're like, look, <laughs> you just need weed. And you, you know, here, we're gonna give you so much money a month and a couple other things. And here, now you don't grow weed anymore. And now you have a reason, you know, you're making up for that income, right? So cool, now, now we're good, please stop growing. And it works, <laughs> that was an easier solution than trying to, you know, fight with them or argue with them, you know. Cause they were like seeding your crop or something? I don't, I don't need them screwing up our genetics. Yeah. Or seeding yeah. Like, I, I just don't need any, or, you know, getting bugs on those plants that are going to get into my, I just don't, any of right. those, I don't need it. So ideally, if you can get away from other growers, <laughs> the ones that don't know what they're doing, that's the biggest thing. If they know what they're doing, it's not so bad. But um, the other thing I would say too, is avoid fruit trees. So like apple groves, orange groves, all of those, Guess what they use? Mycobutanol. What does mycobutanol turn into when you burn it? Hydrogen cyanide. So you don't want to do that stuff. Oh, shoot. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, uh, the best one I found last year, I was at a hydro store in Georgia. I found a bottle unopened of Guardian. <laughs> um. Not only has Guardian been illegal for like at least six, five or six years, but they like had to recall hundreds of millions of dollars of weed over that product. Like that was one of the worst disasters the industry's ever seen with pest control. So I couldn't believe that they still had it on the shelf. I was like totally awestruck. 
that, uh, that I found one. <laughs> I almost bought it just to like stop someone else from using it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get it off the market. Yeah. Just keep it as like a collector's item, like a historical thing. Like put it in like a, a weed museum, you know, or something. Yeah, what not to do. <laughs> yeah, next to the Eagle 20 bottle. <laughs> right, exactly. Things that mistakes were made. Oh, yes. Um, any other... Um, uh things that you wanted to bring up as far as cannabis i know um i was i helped you early on with the or not helped you but uh, i was one of the first people to start uploading videos when you guys were launching that early on um uh, yeah that, i know it's a pretty easy process you know it's no no harder than uh, instagram or anything else uh, to upload stuff on there in fact it's a little easier actually than instagram you just have one click and upload your stuff and away you go so it's nice but um what are some of the other um uh you know it's on uh iTunes and on the Apple Store and everything else. Yeah, yeah. So we're on Google Play and we're on um, on the Apple Apple App Store. So if you just search uh, Cannabis, you'll find the apps. And so the apps are um, pretty uh, pretty feature complete. We'll have a we actually have a um, events feature that we'll be coming out with um, next month in a few weeks or so. So we'll be able to. Like when we have these live streams or these Zoom sessions and stuff, we'll be able to list those on an events page. So people could RSVP to them and stuff. Um, so I'm looking forward to that um, and maybe eventually doing meetups and things through it. Um, so that'll be cool. Um, and then, um, but yeah, people can go, uh, you can post pictures, videos, text posts. You can post links in your posts. So, you know, promote your YouTube channel, you know, and, or, and link directly to the video or link to the channel or whatever. Um, link, you know, whatever you want, pretty much. Um, so you can post all that kind of stuff. And we also have live streaming. So with like live chat um, and stuff. So that typically works best if you like tell people ahead of time, hey, I'm going to be live um, at this time. Uh, one of the fun guys to watch on there is um the weed wizard the weed wizard is a guy named steve who lives out in philly and he um, basically does dabs and listens to it's mostly metal music but he sometimes he listens to other stuff too and he's just hanging out doing dabs listening to metal for like an hour every morning so um so morning metal is a fun live stream to watch as well um, one of the fun groups to join is um, Dank Memes. So um, basically just people posting dumb memes. Usually it's weed related, but sometimes it's not. Um, but um, And then, like I said, we have groups for other interests, like I was saying, uh, anime and gaming and all kinds of stuff. So, you know, a lot of us are interested in other things um, besides weed or maybe along with weed, you know, because a lot of us are... I know I like to smoke a bit and then play some video games or whatever. Um, so we have groups for that too. Um, so that's that's been a lot of fun too to to see people connecting over those shared interests. Um, but I've been enjoying tonight. I've been smoking some Chem ninety one from Skunk VA. This was um, an old Jungle Boys eighth that I was sold from the dispensary, but it actually. It actually got me decently high. Like I've definitely, I've been a little rambly tonight, so I apologize for that. But um, not too bad. I got some Granddaddy Dog live rosin I've been dabbing on. So nice, the dog family. <laughs> yeah, 
it's funny uh sometimes you get some good ones a lot of the dog stuff i've had has been pretty pm prone at least out here in oklahoma oklahoma's kind of hit or miss i try to find stuff that people can grow either in pretty loose conditions or outdoor so we've been doing a lot of durbans a lot of jamaican stuff um haven't grown much thai stuff but it's something i want to try um it seems like the citrus stuff doesn't do well out here much um seems like these attract bugs a little more than some of the others um trying to think one of the other stuff that we've been uh, a lot you know anything bigger scale we've been just doing some kind of durbin cross um it seems to do just a little bit better than everything else tolerates the heat a little bit better doesn't seem to to get affected by much of the weather or the insects out here uh, i know that um matthew gates was at a grow out here in oklahoma here recently or, or working with somebody and they um had a bunch of problems with the corn borers the eurasian corn borers so uh mm -hmm. definitely one that's going to be more strain dependent um, on how hard you get hit with those but what was interesting is when i saw his thing we've been spraying for two years now with the ipmo with the the uh, it's kind of like korean natural farming imo but we use insect frass and insect corpses as part of the rice collection um, and then you can propagate it out to IMO2 or, or all the way to IMO4, doesn't matter. Um, but uh, it works really well and we haven't seen any on any of those fields and it hadn't occurred to me until I saw that. So that was kind of interesting. I'm not saying that that 100% works, but you know, hey, we aren't seeing them at all. And we also had another um, person um, using it on, a, uh, on Japanese beetles this year uh, and, and they had really good luck with that as, as well. So. Uh, definitely check that out. I know uh, you, there's another person I know out here is testing it on blister beetles. I'm just waiting to hear back from them on, on that one. Are you spraying that in flower? Because uh, I've just been getting through the flower. So flower growing in flower outs or sorry. Um, yeah, being in flower outside is is on my mind. So could you talk a bit about that? Like what you do, especially in flower and like foliar spraying and stuff like that? Yeah, we do a lot of, um, you know, Vivaria bastiana, Isaria fumicericea, and IPMO um, to keep the bugs down. And then, you know, obviously mites, you're going to bring in mites, um, you know, so just be mindful of who's entering the grow and how they're entering the grow uh, quarantine-wise to try and avoid those. Um, we don't have mites like airborne mites out here too much. Like we have not had spider mites or russets or anything kind of appear on any of the outdoors. I'm not saying it's impossible, but we haven't experienced that yet out here. So. Um, it seems like the caterpillars are an issue and grasshoppers there's kind of like a mini season of grasshoppers that can be pretty brutal and the ipmo kicks ass against them you can spray it at the bottom of the plants and kind of carpet bomb the area around where the plants are so that by the time they get there they've already gone through the minefield and, and gotten infected already so that it's just a matter of how long it takes for them to die um you know from the, once they get infected because you're just you're propagating those basically the same thing that very bassiana and isaria from is um, with those local fungi that like to in attack the insects, you're just creating it yourself and collecting the local ones. Um, and what's cool about that is, you, you know, you never quite know what you're getting, but the, the best part is you're, you're just getting what's already there that's going to attack the stuff that you're trying to kill, right? So it's much more hyper-targeted. If it runs off into the water, you don't have to worry about your kids or the dog or the, the fish that are in there or the tadpoles. You know, no, no, no one's going to get injured. You can drink the stuff. You know, it's not, you know, might give you a stomach ache, but you can drink it. You know what I mean? It's not going to hurt you. So, yeah. And you, know, you so like, um, it seems like, you know, the main thing that people use to deal with caterpillars is BT. But I saw a post recently from someone, I can't remember who it was, but it was basically talking about how their BT doesn't always work. 
and there might be like some BT resistance. Yeah, so the biggest thing with BT is not using one strain. And same thing with like um, Bavaria Balsiana or any of your other biologicals. Um, try to get two or three different strains. And so, so let's talk about this. So like Bavaria Balsiana, you have like um, uh, a couple of different ones. So we'll say you have three different Bavaria Balsiana strains, right? You would do a four rotation. So you'd have one where you you take and cut it into a third, into a third, a third, a third, and combine them all into a mix and brew that for like three to, to twelve hours in a, in, a, in a in just with an air stone to keep it oxygenated and allow them to hybridize a little bit because they'll crossbreed and you can actually create something that's even more virulent than what you normally have, and then use that as your fourth in your rotation. So do that one of your sprays. And then do one of the individual ones each time, uh, you know, that it's time to spray again. So, you know, every Tuesday spray with one of those four on a, on a rotation, right? So uh, that kind of thing. But I think that we, we've noticed, especially against leaf hoppers in particular, when we start to do some of those hybridizations with the, the different strains, uh, it seems to make a big effect on virulence and infection rates. Um, so we're getting better infection rates on grasshoppers and, and on them. Um, um, particularly on grasshoppers and on um, uh, the cat or the hemp borer or uh, not the hemp caterpillars, uh, leaf hoppers, um, which are pretty uh, resistant normally to those types of things. Velifer really is, is the, the go-to for very Balsiana, but um, yeah, I, again, I think people just they don't think of the microbes they're using in that capacity, and it's like, oh yeah, diversity. Why would diversity not work better? But use it, use it that combined one once in your rotation. Don't use that every time because then you can end up building resistance that way. The whole idea is to kind of throw arrows this week, missiles next week, you know, uh, cannonballs the week after, and you know, whatever else. The, the insects eventually something's gonna stick, you know what I mean? If they're if they're susceptible to it. So that's that's the other bit too. And then also just picking those stuff that works, right? You have G, you know, um, grasshopper activated strains of Bavaria Balsiano, you have ones that are for weevils. There's the one that's EU GMP certified. There's all these different ones that are for different specific things. Um, BT actually has a BT Galleria, which is specifically for things like uh, scarab beetles. So like your um, um, Japanese beetles and things like that. Um, so that can be a good one to infect them specifically. But you can also harvest that. We actually did a good uh, run last year with roses uh, where we collected some off of that and made an IPMO with that. And it worked really well for, for nuking them down off the roses. So. You know, you, you can create a lot of these things or similar type products. Um, again, they might not always work as well, but it's good to have in, in, as, in your tool belt, right, as another option. And are you seeing that these work also not just for bugs, but also for things like botrytis and other oh, kind yeah. of funguses and stuff? Oh, yeah. You want to get rid of that. And then all you need, you know, make sure you have a good IMO inoculation at the beginning of the season and eliminate them to start off with and then keep that balance. Because remember that... You know, botrytis and fusarium and a lot of these other ones, fusarium in particular is often in the plant tissue normally in the root system at not a, a level that's that's infecting the plant and becoming pathogenic. But when it has too much metabolites and other stuff to feed upon because things aren't quite right in the soil zone, then it can start to take off and then infect the rest, you know, go up and the plant infect it. Or you have caterpillar waste or some other insect damage and, and insect waste that's now allowing for that place for those spores and, and those other, you know, things to take off. So you have to have that. Uh, the other thing too is people not having high enough calcium, but also silica. I know oftentimes when we do tissue sampling, the silica is crazy low. 
a lot of these different producers and it's like well yeah no wonder you have powdery mildew your plants are weak they have no silica to defend themselves not to mention that's why your trichome density isn't as high because you remember trichomes are are, are there's a lot of silica in trichome heads as well so if you're not giving the plant silica hey you're no wonder you're not getting quite the the results that you're after you know you can really boost that trichome density by up in your silica and that's you know some of the stuff that we see often uh, and molybdenum is the other one that we see people not dosing enough of especially if you're trying to get that sales appeal and get that color to pop, you know, a little extra sodium lobdenate, you know, buy a $10, $12 bag will last you a hell of a long time. Interesting. And if, it, if you said earlier um, that if you have botrytis and fusarium in particular um, expressing itself, it, it's usually because it's already there in the root zone. Do you treat that by doing like a, a drench or something like that um, yeah. to try to, yeah. Do like either a, a solid IMO application or a liquid IMO uh, spray. Um, so, you know, if you have an active outbreak, obviously trim off what's there, spray it with lactobacillus to, to kind of come in and nuke everything and, and beat it down. Or a trichoderma, if you don't have labs, you don't want to deal with that. Trichoderma will work the same way. Just remember that if you go crazy with labs or trichoderma, trichoderma more so than labs, it's going to completely outcompete the rest of your soil microbial web. So you're going to end up you know, just obliterating all of the diversity in your soil, and you're going to have to build all that back, which is a pain in the ass. So um, you're far better off trying to stick to labs and then liquid IMO to rebalance that. Same thing with septoria. That's another one where you got to go that type of route where you come in, sit, you know, knock it back and then allow the, the beneficials to kind of rebalance everything in the plant tissue. But you could, I, we've reversed septoria in plants that are even 50% infected with that combo, which is way beyond, you know, people will tell you, oh, you got to throw the soil away. It's so bad. And all, no, you don't have to do any of that. All you got to do is get your soil biodiversity back and it's fine. You know, you will never see it again. How effective you, is um, like effective microbes or EM1? Is that very effective? Because uh, you've mentioned some others. Sure. So EM1 would be like uh, similar to lactobacillus, right? It's, it's basically lactobacillus and yeasts, right? So that, that would be, you could brew that and make a lactobacillus equivalent. Absolutely. With an EM1 or something like that, uh, or even a Bokashi, maybe, same thing. Um, but um, it's not going to be quite the same as doing like a straight KNF style labs and then liquid IMO. To me, that's just, IMO just does so much for eliminating diseases, boosting flavor, flavonoid and terpene levels, all this other stuff that you just kind of like, it's stupid not to use it. Like you're, you're, you're selling yourself short by not doing it. And it costs the cost of rice and then building a little wooden box, right? And a couple of containers with some sugar. It's not anything hard, you know, to, to do all the way to an IMO2. If you can take it to an IMO4, that's even better. But even if you just take it to an IMO2, just to, to use that alone as a brew to, for liquid IMO to, to get your biodiversity, is still way better than not having it at all. So um, even if you don't have the extra time to do the rest of the steps, you know, even getting it that far is going to give you a huge advantage over anything else. But And, and again, collecting IMO from healthy forested areas. So find a place where that forest is really kicking ass and nature's really doing its thing. That's where you want to take it as close to your house as you can, or in similar types of growth conditions or bio microclimates, because there's no, does you no good if you're in a radically different bioclimate than, the, than where you are. What's interesting right. is that, that, that that same thing is responsible for tree lines in, in mountains. So if you go to like Oregon or Washington or Colorado, you can have one mountain that has, you know, almost a hundred foot higher, tree line because the microbes have, uh, you know, adapted to that uh, soil there a little bit differently. And, and the microbes are what determines that. A lot of people don't realize that it's nothing to do with plants. It's everything to do with the microbes that can mineralize enough 
of that stuff to make those, uh, you know, enough food for those trees. So um, it's pretty wild. That's really cool. Well, cool. Thanks for the knowledge. Yeah. Um, like I said, you know, I'm in the stretch. I've already uh, harvested a couple plants, but I still have two more outside. And um, I've been battling some bud rot or botrytis um, and stuff like that. And so, um, but, you know, now that you say it, it's happened on two of the plants. They had different bud structure. So I was kind of blaming it on that. But um, it, they were also to the ones that were like kind of pickier and I had some issues with, so they might've been not as healthy as the other ones as well. So that may have caused the issue. The other thing too, again, just like you said, uh, thinning the plants down, making sure you're eliminating some fan leaves. I like to do 15 to 20% per week if possible. To, and having that constant like um, uh, trimming on the plants simulates insect damage or plant damage. Or, or you know predator damage so that they they boost those flavonoids and terpenes and other things to, to kind of defend themselves a little more because they think there's something eating them so that's another reason why i like that much better than like schwazing or or you know doing the three times through the harvest or whatever we've had better luck with total terpenes doing it you know a little bit each week i know it's slightly more labor but if you're in there man managing the plants anyway it's not that much harder to pick a few leaves off and just keep them pruned up a little bit you know you especially when you get to big it just eliminates all of the mold and the craziness and lack of airflow and all the other stuff that comes along with that. Um, uh, people also don't put enough airflow in the middle of the rooms. I don't know why, but you know, so many times um, we come in and immediately put some fans in the center of the room because there's just nothing. People just, for whatever reason, think it's just going to get airflow because it's coming off the wall. And it's like, no, there's a lot of stuff going on in there. You, you, know, you gotta, gotta do more than that. So many different variables, but yeah, it's, um, no, I appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate the knowledge for sure. All right. Well, uh, I think we'll uh, we'll wrap up the show here. Uh, we've been going full over an hour. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, thanks everybody for watching. We uh, we weren't originally going to do a show tonight, but uh, again, ended up staying in the states a little longer, and we'll see. Might still be around next week. Hopefully not, but uh, but we'll see. You, know, you never know with the visa offices and stuff. It can be a bit of a shit show. Well, I wish you the best on that, man. One man. Yeah, I hope the gods are in your favor. Thanks. Um, you guys can check him out over at cannabuzz.app, A-P-P. Uh, and uh, it's a great website. Again, uh, tons of the different um, people from the community, especially Dugro's community and, and other parts of the community you guys are familiar with are over there. I'll definitely check them out. Uh, also, Cannabuzz on YouTube. Uh, they, you know, uh, Give them a subscribe. Show them some love. Uh, lots of good content over there as well. Yeah, thanks, guys. I really appreciate your time. Um, it's been fun hanging out with you all tonight. And I uh, think thank you all for your time and uh, giving me a platform to talk about stuff that I'm interested in. So and I hope you all have a, a great night. Yeah, and hopefully people have another resource for uh, hosting their stuff and, uh, you know, a place that's not going to, you know, you post a picture of a mushroom or something, they're not going to immediately try to cancel your account. So um, yeah, totally. You can go wild, <laughs> go wild. <laughs> you got your clothes on i think they're ha they're, they're good i think i think that's the limit yeah yeah we do <laughs> yeah there we go keep so, your keep those parts covered there's other websites for that um, yeah you can also check us out over at uh, apmjclass.com for marty and i's aquaponic cannabis class um, we have uh the pestclass.com we have a whole a full length uh living soil and aquaponic pest control course 
Uh, and our newest course coming out next month, the Aquaponic Mineral and Microbe Masterclass, which is kind of cover uh, a lot of the natural farming stuff um, that we utilize in aquaponics, as well as many other microbes that we're utilizing that aren't directly uh, KNF. Um, a side-by-side -side examples of different um, uh, things with and without nutrients, because we've got quite a few of those now, uh, and a whole bunch of other things. So, um, you know, how to get those bright neon purples out of your basil or your cannabis, uh, all the different things that people are worrying, you know, struggling with in a lot of the aquaponics farms. Um, this kind of gives you all of that, dosing tables for all the nutrients, um, you know, detailed guides and all those different uh, things, as well as, you know, um, uh, uh, what the different parameters are for many of the different crops that people grow in aquaponics. So really helps people dial in their systems and, and give them a solution that uh, is much more detailed than any of the college courses or anything else that's out there and available today. So definitely check that out. And um, yeah, uh, we have a bunch of new resources. I've been adding a little bit of stuff to the website as well, potentponics.com. You can follow me SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, all the things. Uh, and you can also find us on Wednesdays at Dat Smoke Show. You can also find his show at uh, what time is it on? On Wednesdays. So yeah, we've been live at uh, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Wednesdays. But if you miss it, because there's other cool stuff on, because I know there always is, you can just catch it up on YouTube. We're usually posting them the next day. Awesome. Well, you can catch his show, and then we're on right afterwards. So that's perfect. Uh, awesome. You can get your get your education on. So that's perfect. They're they're uh, back to back. So. That works out great. Um, so thanks everybody for watching. Uh, again, uh, may or may not be here next week. We'll kind of see how that goes. Um, I won't be on the Wednesday show again uh, if things work out the way they're supposed to. Uh, Wes will be taking over the show. Uh, again, we're not trying to make that a one personality show. So um, we're going to have a couple different people hosting the show over the, over the time. So definitely check that out and show them some love next week. Hit like and subscribe on our show and our other channel. And uh, thanks everybody for watching. Uh, be sure to check out Cannabuzz and uh, the content over there.